Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen, to an exciting new episode of Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is now in session, and with me, as always, is the man who is the best there is at what he does, which is the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, Mr. Drew Celestino. Oh, dear. See, I, I married two things together. Well, it, it would be an interesting uh, debate as to who is the more bitter, uh, me or Bret Hart. <laughs> uh, tough call. Tough call. That even, even I, of my limited wrestling knowledge, know that that would be a, 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 a spirited yet possibly depressing debate. The man has has a reason, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. retired early by a, a big lughead uh, who kicked him in the head, giving him a concussion, and he later suffered a stroke as a result, ending his career. It's you know I'd be a little pissed off too. It happens. Um, who was the big lughead? Uh, Goldberg, ah. who returned on Monday, by the way, to uh, a huge rating. I saw that on ESPN. Yeah. Well, we've had that discussion before. I've already told you ESPN is not a legitimate sports journalism network. It's entertainment, and that's all it ever will be. So I wouldn't get too broken up about it. Yeah, I disagree. It's a circus. That's all it is. Wrestling is a bigger circus, so it's only fitting that they cover the bigger circus. <laughs> How you doing, sir? How was your week? It's okay. Just it's, okay. Uh, yeah, it's okay? It's okay. A little worse for the wear today. I was a spirited uh, evening last night in Toronto, eh? Went to to the Gojira show. Gojira, which, which was magnificent. Um, so that was awesome. But I got home at like two thirty in the morning. Uh, the drive is a little longer than I remember it being from my previous experiences in going to Toronto. I don't know why it just seems to get a little longer uh, each time I go, or that, or I'm just driving slower because I'm. You're old. I'm getting older. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. Why is this taking so long? But yeah, no, it was good. Good time. Um, but I am definitely a little sleepy today. I know, say so you're looking a little, uh, little, 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 you know, bedtime bearish. A little bit, a little bit. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's fine. Uh, um, yeah, you know. You. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, that was last night. Uh, the rest of the week was mostly uneventful, although one thing uh, will parlay into a, a, a brew segment at some point. Um, and, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there there was a big fun announcement for you this week that we'll get to in the news. There was that. That there certainly was that. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely cover that. We'd be, be silly not to. Of course not. I have some thoughts on that. I I thought you might. <laughs> uh, your week eventful, mm-hmm. uneventful. Uh, extremely uneventful due to mandatory overtime. Ah. Thank you very much. Work. Yeah. Fortunately, none next week, but yeah, this week, as I've mentioned before on the show, the overtime just kind of saps all. Abandon all hope, ye who enter. Yeah. Yeah. The the only nice thing about the overtime is that I get to be the one to wake up William in the morning. Okay. And I I tell you, man, you you hear people say it. When you have a kid... And you go in to wake up that kid, and they, they wake up, they look up at you, and they smile, and you do nothing to prompt that smile. It's one of the best feelings in the world. Oh. So that kind of, you know, that kind of gets me through the day. It's like Homer Simpson's uh, workstation, except instead yeah. of saying, do it for yeah, her, uh-huh. do it for him. It's, it's, uh, no, it's saying, uh, 
you are here forever. Well, yeah, but he could yeah, the pictures. Yeah, he's got the now. pictures. Yeah. yeah. I thought about doing something like that because sometimes it feels like I am there forever. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Not really. Um, this weekend we are going to a, a pumpkin farm in Rochester that we go to every year. So I'm very excited about that, even though the weather is not looking good. Um, so it might just be a shortened visit, but we visit with some friends over there. Can't really say up there or down there. Rochester's kind of over horizontal to yeah. us. Um, sure. Vertical? No, no. it's not really vertical. Well, it's on, on a slight incline. It's the word you're looking for is east. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Just kind of, kind of beat. I think I think both our energies are down. It kind of feels like both our energies are down, but I think I think once we get to like you know news and whatnot, I think we'll pep up. Oh, I'll 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 yeah. Sure. So stick with us, dear listener. It's got yeah. I'm, it, it, all, it builds to a crescendo, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's a slow build. It's a slow burn. The slowest of burns. You know, good coffee takes a long time to brew. Uh yeah, it does actually. See what I did there? Um, no, but sure. Coffee. I I should have probably had some before the show, to be honest with you. You know what? A cup of coffee sounds really good right about now. I'm not going to stop the show to go make it, so it's too too late now. Once once we start rolling, that's it. There is no stopping. Don't don't give me the sad face. (laughs) (laughs) It's like trying to convince the Grinch, you know, at Thanksgiving. To give you a Christmas present. <laughs> we are a long way from his heart growing two sizes. No, no. This nah, heart nah. doesn't grow anymore. No, nah, I'm fine. <laughs> um, dear listener, if you like scold us for being low energy or let us know how uneventful your weeks were, give us questions and comments and general suggestions for the show. We definitely would like to hear from you. Um, again, just want to thank all the listeners. The show has been gaining some momentum lately. We really appreciate it. Uh, we do our best to keep track of our downloads each week, and each week for the past like uh, three or four weeks, we've had a steady jump each week, and we appreciate you for that. Uh, if you could just continue to help us to put the word out about the show, the best thing you could do to help us is where whatever social media format you follow us on, whether it's Twitter or Facebook, when you see we post a new episode posting, you don't have to do it for every one of our postings, but when we announce a new episode, if you could please retweet that, share it, tell your friends, get the word out on the show. We really appreciate everything you guys and gals have done for us lately. And we just want to keep the momentum going on the show. And as for those uh, social media outlets, you can find us on Twitter at devils do pod. You can go to facebook.com slash devils do pod, or just search devils do on Facebook. You can email us at the devils do pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all this great material on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. That being said, it's time for some cross-examination. Ah, uh, yes. My favorite part of the show. Is it really? Um, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I think it is, actually. Mostly because it lets other people in. <laughs> and I get to, uh, they, they usually ask silly questions, and silly questions tickle my fancy, sir. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. Well, we had some sort of music to introduce this segment. Um, if you use your imagination, <laughs> there is. All right, no, that, that's But fine. if you hear music all the time and there's none playing, you might want to see a doctor about that.
All right, I have to go because I have to go see a doctor. <laughs> I mean, during normal business hours. Okay, so we have three people sent in multiple questions for each person. Oh, so boy. Should, this All should right. be fun. Uh, first couple questions come from a woman who suffers from delusions. Okay. Because uh, she married me. Ah. So, you know, she, <laughs> I'm and she out. listens to this show, so... I'm out of it for a little while. Everyone gets delusions of grandeur. These questions come from, of course, from my lovely wife, Miss Julie Duty. Her first question, Drew and Carl. Yeah. What was your favorite Halloween costume growing up? Ooh, like that I had? That I, like, as a youth? That that was... or Or like one that I didn't have, but I wanted. The question is as I read it, sir. Okay. So... Um... Hmm. My favorite Halloween costume growing up. Tough call, but I'm pretty sure I had a fairly baller Ghostbuster outfit at the ripe old age of like four or five. Nice. And I had the plastic toy real Ghostbusters proton pack. With a foam noodle? Yes, sir. Nice. Uh, And uh, a a fake pair of glasses because I wanted to be Egon. Alrighty. So that's, that's you do answer. tend to lean towards the geek and and famous foursomes. Donatello, Egon, um, Reed Richards. Are there others? Yeah. Well, Reed's kind of a jerk, but 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 yeah. Reed's not a jerk. Johnny's the jerk. Johnny's the, just kind of Johnny's like the hothead. Minds. Reed is the absent-minded jerk, though. <laughs> um. Uh, hmm. Although. Before you answer, there was the Halloween in junior high when a group of us got together and all had our uh, Mortal Kombat 2 costumes. Ooh. So I had a very baller Raiden costume that I made myself. And nice. it was very, very cool. And uh, friends, like uh, three other friends, I had, we had Reptile, we had Scorpion, and we had a Baraka. It was very legit. I was Scorpion one year in high school myself. The Street Fighter player was Scorpion, was he? It was an easy costume to do. All and right. I had a working spear. That'll, that'll, I'm curious as to how that worked. Uh, you know, you just kind of, you know, get a... Did you just throw it? <laughs> no, I threw it, but I also had like a small rope attached to it. Okay. I just fed the rope up through the sleeve in the costume. Scorpion has no sleeves. I had sleeves. So you failed. Did you have lightning? Uh, no, but then I, you failed. Shut up. No. So, um, as far as my favorite costume goes, shut up. Stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> have um, you seen Scorpion, sir? I was I was actually Scorpion Sans Ninja Mask. I was Skullhead Scorpion. Okay, you're getting some points back here. So, um, I, hmm, I had so many great costumes growing up. You're going to love William's costume when you see it, by the way. Okay. It's going to be adorable. Okay. Pictures will be posted. Okay. Um, I'd have to say, you know what? You remember, this might be a little bit before your time. Do you Dear remember God. Do you remember the costumes in the boxes? Yes. The Like the plastic onesie with the plastic mask. It was like a smock with a plastic mask. Yeah. yeah, I hated those. I had a Darth Vader one of those. Yeah. That from what my parents tell me, I wore like three, four years in a row. Okay. So I, I would have to say that that is probably my favorite. Although my mother did make me a pretty incredible Ewok costume 
one year. No, wow. not not for nothing. Like, say what you will about Ewoks. This costume was pretty baller. She, like, sewed together a full-body fur suit. All right. So, yeah. Yup-nub. Oh, I was yup-nubbing it up. All right. I was wicked. Had, like, the, the rubber mask. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sure that wasn't horrifying at all. No, not at all. Okay. Okay, so Julie's second question is, what is your favorite place to read comics? Mm. I.e. coffee shop, favorite spot in the house. Um, For me, it's difficult because I like to read in peace, and it's very hard to get peace in this house uh, <laughs> with my animal friends. Um, So I do prefer to read on the couch, actually, when I do get to read on the couch. Uh, in the sun, preferably not in at nighttime. Um, so on my big couch by my big, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The do- by by big doors, my arch, and all that business when the sun is coming in. It's a nice, well lit place to read. Okay. Uh, mine is in our living room. I have a, like this big whitish tannish chair. That's right by the the big bay windows, mm-hmm. and there's a lamp right next to it. That's kind of usually at nighttime, but, you know, I'm not going to poo-poo it during the day. I generally read right here where you see me sitting in this poor light. Alrighty. <laughs> it's not fun. I like reading <laughs> on the couch better. So those are Julie's questions. Julie, we appreciate those questions. Thank Our God. next questions come from Mr. Alan Waiters. Yes. He has, and he has actually, Alan has answers to give. Yes. Did want, he give them? He did give them. Do you want to start with the answers or do you want to start with this question? Let us not dwell on ceremony here. Uh, he has to answer for his question from last week. Okay. Asked by Mr. J. Gelsimino. All right. Should we recap the question? By all means. I don't remember. You have the email. I don't. <laughs> I don't have the email anymore, but if I remember you correctly. The yes, customer's email? The, client, the listener's emails? Once we've used it, what's the point of keeping it? Posterity? Mm, no. So, well, th- this is just. Don't look so offended. I'm I'm dejected for Alan. I don't think I've emptied the trash bin. If that makes it's better. probably in there. <laughs> no, I remember the question. Jay oh. asked him if he would rather be the king of Panama or the king of Zamunda. Okay. All right. So, Alan's response. Howdy, y'all. See, he goes to Atlanta for. Like, a, what, a weekend? Yeah. And now he's come back yawling us. In response to Mr. Gelsomino's question, when I was in hot Atlanta with some fine southern Jezebels. This this is true. This, this apparently happened, by the way. I would prefer King of Panama because I would control 80% of the world's exports. <laughs> Good answer. He's done he's, his homework. He's thinking. He's, Alan is a smart one. He is an educator. He is. See? Okay, right. on to his questions. Okay. His first question is, who would you consider to be the greatest black superhero of all time? All time. All time. Ooh. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Actually, I, he's, he's, I think all, yeah. I. All his questions are tough. I don't know that I have the expertise to make a definitive statement, but my read on the situation would probably be... John Stewart Green Lantern, just for sheer exposure, media exposure? I'm going to have to disagree with you and say Rocket Racer. Okay. Who the hell is Rocket Racer? <laughs> no, Rocket Racer is not actually my answer. Okay. Rocket Racer was a, a supporting <laughs> character in Spider-Man comics in the, 
the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Wow, okay. I didn't know that. Think of a black dude in an orange outfit on a rocket-powered skateboard. That's ridiculous. That was Rocket Racer. Okay. Um, no, I'm, you know, uh, man, John Stewart is definitely, because if you look at the top three, which is probably John Stewart, Black Panther, and Luke Cage. That, yeah, that's fair. I think it would be a toss between Panther and John Stewart, but I think John Stewart gets the edge because in many respects he was the superior Green Lantern. Then Hal Jordan? Yeah. Even he admits Hal Jordan's the greatest Green Lantern of all time. Eh. I don't know. Hal was gone for a long time. Hal was gone, but he came back. Yeah. He got better. Because Jeff Johns just can't resist him some Silver Age. Uh, is, is there something wrong with that? Um, When you've moved on, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Lantern Rebirth was friggin' awesome. It was okay. Shut up. <laughs> it was a, it was a cl- I am cranky. It was today. a clever uh workaround for the damage done to Hal Jordan. Not only was it more than clever but extremely well written, it also gave a good reason for the dumbest superhero weakness ever. It, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was a very clever workaround. Nerf phrase well done. Give it more credit than you're. You're kind of giving it a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it's clever. Ah, oh, jeez. Um, yeah, I'm probably gonna have to go John Stewart too. All right. I can't. I mean, and then you know, Warner Warner DC decided that we needed less black representation. So well, welcome back, Hal. <laughs> Bye, John. No, John have a nice still, day. John is still very upfront in the comics. Uh, He's. No one cares about comics. We do. I'm talking like, you know, cartoons and movies and stuff. Cartoon? You're so you're saying that... He was in the cartoons. Then they brought Hal back. What's the, what's the story now? Is Green Lantern John Stewart now in the cartoons? I would argue no. I don't know this for a fact. Yeah, I but. would argue yes, because if you ask kids who grew up during that time... Right. Who was Green Lantern? They're going to say John Stewart. That Green Lantern animated uh, series, right. the one you're referring to... That's my point. Went for one season. Then it got canceled. Well, I think how many seasons does Justice League go for? Um, that's my point, though. Like the Superior Green Lantern was represented, and then Warner DC decided, "Oh no, 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 we can't have that." Bring Hal Jordan back. Yeah, and it didn't work. Think they so learned that lesson? I would say that John Stewart got better representation in the cartoons. I agree. Then, now though, what's going on? Now nothing's going on. There is no Green Lantern cartoon. Well, see what they did there? Like I said, that show was canceled after one season. Like five years ago probably because they got rid of john stewart <laughs> that show was actually good not well animated but well written <laughs> okay uh all right alan's second question are there similarities with donald trump's candidacy oh, and boy. lex Luthor's when he became president of the united states i'm gonna go first on this one if you don't i'm mind. gonna default to you because i i know that happened in the comics but i didn't read it i'm gonna say there are absolutely no similarities because lex Luthor ran a you know logical and not trump campaign and he was actually elected and, you know, save for the fact that he's Lex Luthor was, was a better president, even in fiction, than <laughs> Donald Trump could ever be in real life. 
All right. I'll, I'll t- I will trust you on this. All right. Lex Luthor, he's a, he's a legit smart guy. Yeah. So that makes him more qualified, I think. Yeah, and like... So you're yeah, telling me that can't... Lex Luthor didn't run on the xenophobe campaign <laughs> against Superman? That I... he didn't want to build a wall, keep out the Kryptonians, <laughs> and make Krypton pay for it? This didn't happen? Oh, it's a missed opportunity. Could be huge. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity, DC. Everyone goes straight to the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Everybody's got Trump now. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alan's last question. This is a tough one, too. Mm. Is Captain America issue number one from 1940, mm-hmm. Captain America punching Hitler, Yes. the most iconic and most patriotic comic issue of all time? Um, I'd say it's the most iconic patriotic yeah, not cover. the most iconic. The most iconic action number one. Action number one yeah. easily just because it's the first superhero, the first Superman and yeah. lifting the car and all that business. Distant second is Detective Twenty Seven. Um it's taking me a minute to even real think of what Detective Twenty Seven looks like. Yeah, okay. I, I okay, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I kinda think that uh between the two, because they're similar, uh Amazing Fantasy fifteen is better than Detective Twenty Seven. Yes, I would agree with Similar that. Similar layouts, but I think Spidey's I would better. agree with that. Uh, but yeah, for patriotic purposes, Captain America number one is absolutely the top, top dog. He punched Hitler in the face. He did, but it doesn't get much more American than that. America wasn't even in the war yet. Yeah. Cap ain't waiting for no resolution. <laughs> Cap's going. Cap's like, I got your resolution right here. <laughs> All um, right. I'm trying to think... Patriotic issues. Yeah, I'm going to have to say, yeah, that's that cap number one is the most patriotic cover of all time. There's like the ones of like Superman and Batman when they're uh, uh, and Robin, I think. I think that's it. Like World's Finest and from World War Two era. And they're they're sitting on the on yeah. the, on the, on the no, gunship cannons. And it kind of looks like, look at our big giant uh, barrel guns, um, guns yeah. between our legs. Ha, no, ha, I ha, think ha. I think what Alan's mean here is like, you know. Something that stirs a sense of patriotism. Captain America number one, man. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I, I can't. I can't think of any others. So, okay, yeah, there you go. All right, now to the main event, <laughs> Mister J. Gelsomino. Hmm. Drew. Yeah. Do you feel in today's current political climate oh boy. that President Dave Mitchell could feasibly run for a second term despite the Liberty Savings and Loans scandal? Absolutely. He was beloved. He was he beloved. Was, he wasn't initially. No. But but over the course of his uh, uh, recuperation from his stroke. Recuperation. Exactly. Air quotes. He became beloved. Yes. And I think he would absolutely win in re-election all right cool yes i'd vote for him and i would too there you go (laughs) damn right you would second question if a sequel was ever made of the last dragon oh yeah would shonuff had found himself humbled by leroy that's first part of the question okay 
Would he help him in his quest to save Daddy Green Pizza, Daddy Green's Pizza, <laughs> from the Lone Shark Company fronted by the new number one in Chicago and new number one in charge, Rocco? Or would he be bitter and attempt one last chance to regain his crown as the Shogun of Harlem? Oh, now you see we're now we're getting into fanfic territory here. So this is tough. well, the, unfortunately, the actor who played Shogun passed away. He so. did, but we got to <laughs> let us pretend though that like in the eighties, there was there was interest, money, and 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 everyone was on board for a proper Last Dragon sequel. Oh. Um, the direction that I, which way would I think it would go? I think I think Shonuff. Oh man, his he was so bombastic, but then he got he got handled by by Bruce Leroy. He got thoroughly handled. So yeah, he could it could get it would definitely like Jay said go one of two ways. He would either be humbled and seek seek penance, if you will, or he would double down and be uh you know insanely filled with uh rage and want revenge either way i think you have a good story so i have to pick which one which way do i think i i think it would go Ooh, i think given the information we have about show enough in the last dragon he would seek revenge he would absolutely seek revenge all right but it would be really cool if they did a sequel. But maybe, maybe because he tapped into the glow a little yes. bit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Maybe that offered some enlightenment. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, it, it would be really cool if they did a sequel where, rather than seek revenge, he was humbled and became like Bruce Leroy's student. I don't think he'd be blue. Well, he's student. He would seek redemption from Bruce Leroy, and then they would train together like Apollo and Rocky. You see. <laughs> And they could run down the beach in tube socks. So what you're saying is we need a Russian adversary. Um, or Mr. T, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's uh, my questions are up top. All right, Carl. If you could save one character from the entire Jaws series... These Jaws questions. <laughs> if you could save one character from the entire Jaws series from the clutches of death, who would it be and why? <sighs> The the instant gut reaction is Quint. But yeah. Let me, let me think about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No. God, no. No? No. I'd save Quint. No, I know you'd save Quint. But um, Mr. Mr. Calvin Bruchard also unfortunately fell victim to the to the Jaws of of Jaws. Um, in Jaws 3, D. or as it's commonly known, Jaws 3D. Okay. So, I yes, I would definitely save Calvin Bruchard because... Chappie Sinclair, never say die, Iron Eagle. All right. I should not be surprised at all, and I'm not. Uh, next question. Okay. Lightsaber or the broken glass from Nakatomi Towers, which is more dangerous? Hmm. <laughs> they can both jack you up pretty efficiently. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say the glass from Nakatomi Towers. Okay, go on. Because, and I've always thought about this, with a lightsaber, it's going to cauterize whatever I, we're one We're on makes, the same page Like, here. right away. Yes. With getting cut from glass, you got to stitch that up. That hurts. Not to mention the scene when he's in the bathroom sink plucking the glass out exactly. of his feet. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Glass from Nakatomi Plaza. Absolutely. 
but only if it's from Nakatomi Plaza. Other yeah, glass yeah, yeah. is not nearly as sharp. No, they spent a lot of money on that glass. And that's been proven by science. It, yeah. Good, good, good answer. Good question. Good answer. All right, there that brings clo- that brings to a close this week's cross examination. Now we're going to open up the case files, and oh boy, Drew, we thought last week was great. A lot of stuff happened this week. Uh, do you want to go? Do you want to go in chronological order? Sure. What happened? Let's go chronological. Well, your call. Dealer's choice, man. Dealer's choice. All right, we'll, we'll go chronological. Wait, let's go. Well, let's go. Let's go small to big. How about that? Small to big. Yeah. However, you determine those things. Hmm. All right. I'm by small. I'm just equating small to what you think we are least interested in and things that happened. That's, yeah, that's what I was getting this at. week. All right. So yes, as we discussed uh, a couple weeks ago on the show. The first poster for the new Wolverine movie titled Logan was released. Yeah. And yes, I did go back and look at the poster and see that bad Photoshop, and now I cannot unsee it. And her abnormally large hand. Her Mr. Her Mr. Fantastic length fingers. Yeah, yeah. Stretching out. Yeah. Uh, earlier this week, they dropped the first trailer. Yeah. To this movie. Yeah. Uh, set to Johnny Cash's masterful cover of Nine Inch Nails' Hurt. Yep. What'd you think, Drew? Um, the use of the song uh, edges dangerously close to the cliche uh, line, um, if not outright steps on it. So fair enough. It's a easy. Uh, it's 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 what we call in the wrestling parlance cheap heat. It, uh, the song fit. It fits, but it's also low hanging fruit. But fair enough. Um, Just because low hanging fruit doesn't mean it doesn't taste good when you pluck it. Yay. We have proven numerous times on this show we are not above plucking low-hanging fruit from the tree of comedy. No, that's true. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. No. Um, no, it looked it looked okay. Um, here's the thing, though. Like, it, it honestly looks pretty decent. It, it you know, if, if they can avoid all of the uh, the the caca poo poo that we talked about for during uh, the Wolverine, the, the Silver Samurai nonsense, yeah. and all that, keep it somber and uh, and realistic and grounded i mean in, in a in a mutant movie i know these yeah. are very re- real relative yeah, yeah. terms but you know what i'm saying keep a consistent tone throughout the the film um it could be fun could be cool but i have questions okay so days of future past <laughs> oh drew how the hell oh, drew so, haven't you learned by now we don't care about continuity uh, okay. in x-men movies because okay, you know we're probably gonna get yet another scene of wolverine that, escaping weapon x in this movie that was kind of the future in that movie and now there's this other future where that didn't happen this is the future future it's it's more future it's further ahead in the future Sure. When will then be now? In the X-Men movies? Never. Oh. Sorry. Damn it, Colonel Sanders. Um, so, no, it looks interesting, but, um, um, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm confused. So Yeah, I mean, the movie itself looks decent. This is uh, Jackman's last turn, right? Jackman and Stewart. This is both their, their last turns. Oh. We're never going to get to see him in costume. Yeah, I'm sad. Yeah, 
I think that was real missed opportunity. I love that deleted scene when they oh, when they show it he was opens up the, chest, the yeah it was from the Wolverine he opens up the chest was that the not, was that a deleted scene or was it, it was deleted in, in, in the end of the movie it was deleted oh. yeah. he opens up the chest yeah and not only is the Wolverine costume in there but the classic orange and brown Wolverine costume yeah. the best one oh really best one yeah I can go either way okay fair yeah like the yellow and blue is classic but I always thought the 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 orange and brown was a better redesign, fit the character better. Sure, no, I don't disagree. Um, um, so your thoughts on the movie? Yeah, it it just it's it looks like it looks like it could be decent. It's going to be rated R, so they're oh, probably yeah. they're probably Dead, not pull a short it. Yeah, they're not going to pull any punches. Um. I'm glad to see that it's not air finger quotes old man Logan. Yeah. That, yeah. that like old man Logan just seems like it's a, a spiritual inspiration. Yeah. Not with, a literal inspiration for it, the film. Sure. In terms of the setting. Yeah. And the, the yeah. 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 Um, it's just it's like we said the continuity is so screwed up now. The 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 history is not great. So I'm not. How excited can you really be? Yeah. Yeah. It's... I hear you. Yeah. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I, I'll... So, depending on reviews, I will... Yeah, uh, I'll I'm, go see I'm it. I'm going to have to see a little more as far as, like, previews go. I might go see it. I'm not sold on it by any means. Okay. Um, well, there's your first nugget of information for the week. Yeah. So, okay. So, that preview came out. That preview came out after. <laughs> Easy, Tiger. <laughs> Remember, we're going, from, we're going from smallest to biggest. You know what's great, Drew? What's that? Getting hooked on a feeling. Ah. That's so great. Well, so, earlier so, this... Are you going to... You're, you're declaring that this, this... What you're about to d- discuss is not as important as uh, the casting news that came out today? Ooh. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Put it aside. We'll get there. You will get there. Okay, so this just broke today... We take full credit for this. We do? We do, because we suggested that they should do this. Okay. So we're we're going to... You're welcome, universe. That's what I do. It's... We, we I'm, make... I'm a, I'm a giver. We make things better. <laughs> All life, we make better. All right. Announced today, as you know, um, this December we have... Rogue One yes. coming out next December on my birthday. Exactly. We have Star Wars Episode eight. Yeah. The December after that. I like that Star Wars owns Christmas now. 2019. <laughs> we get a young Han Solo movie. Han Solo's already been cast. The actor that cast escapes me at the moment. Yeah, I'm not been. I have this. This one I'm. But not... that's what not this is about, sir. OK, go on. Sorry. Not to, I don't want to spoil things. They announced today that a young Lando Calrissian has been cast. Yeah, they did. And it is none other than the only choice you could really make for this role. The perfect choice, Mr. Donald Glover. The, the He's been in so many discussions for, for geek casting over the years. Yeah. He has finally landed himself quite the big fish. Yes. Couldn't be happier or, for him. Or, or Landoed himself. 
a big fish. Look at that. Yep, see? See Look what I did there? Look at that. Um, I like how you kind of Calrissian that in there. Sure. It uh, doesn't work at all, but it's whatever. A, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I, I insist, I demand that he grow a mustache immediately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he might not even be filming for another for like another two years. Grow it now. Sure. Just rock it. Rock it. Own it. So, yeah, this is excellent news. Spot on casting. It's going to be great. Disney's just doing everything right. Can we... Teams. Can, now, I don't know how these anthology sort of things go. Um, it, This is kind of uncharted waters with, with Star Wars, like, I dare I call them spinoffs or whatever you want to call them, with Rogue One being the first one. Yeah. Would it be... I, I just call them standalones. That's fine. Would it be in poor taste, or would it be odd if they... Fingers crossed here. Open the film with Billy D reminiscing about a story about Han Solo, and that's kind of like the framing of the movie. I'd, I'd be perfectly okay with that. Okay, just checking. Yeah, yeah that now, now that I've said that, I want that to happen. All right, let's let's hope Billy D makes it. Like like Billy D and Chewie at a cantina, and then they reminisce Raising about Han. Yes, and that's how you're at. That's not, how, not that's, at a cantina. At the cantina even but you are see, Moss Eisley Cantina see, at the same table Disney Lawrence Caston whoever if you're listening and we know you are what uh, we, listen to what we're giving you I don't even want credit for this you know just what make this take happen it. take and run we're giving you gold that's what I want to see gold Lando Chewy, Cantina Raisin Glass to Han yep and then your story unfolds yep that's what I want Hey, Chewie, remember when yep. Fade to Space? That, that's sold, but in seat. Yep. There you go. That's how you get done. That's how it, it oh, we, we can hope. All right. Now, now, so now, now, as, that now that we're in space. As I was saying, um, if I may. So, so go, go ahead. Wish they would have delivered some new tunes. Oh, those will come, sir. Okay. Those will come. All right. So earlier in the week, uh, we were very excited to see that a poster for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was released. So we're like, ah, cool. You see the the gang on there, uh, the Guardians and... uh, And Yondu. Yondu sporting full mohawk Full mohawk Yondu. I like it. Yeah. Um, And at first, you don't quite see Groot. Because he's baby Groot. He's little baby Groot. Yeah. He's at the feet of Star-Lord. So, that was cool. We were all very happy about that. I'm like, oh, something to talk about for this week's episode. Sure. And then they just went and dropped the first teaser on us. Yes, they did. Which didn't show a lot. Yeah. Showed enough. Showed enough for me, man. Showed enough. Yep. Um, Gamora getting to be uh, more badass. Yep. Um, this this is good. Uh, Nebula looking very cool. She had some new eye stuff going yeah, on. Yeah. And I thought she was honestly, I think, underrated in the first Guardians flick. I thought she had a certain uh, presence and, and portrayal that was I really interesting. I wouldn't necessarily say underrated, but definitely underused. Okay. I want, I like, based on what they presented, I wanted more. Yeah. She was interesting. Um, And then that scene with Yandu walking down the catwalk with all the, just bodies, the bodies just falling. Oh. Wow. And um, I, I want to make this public. I, I may have before, but I'm going to do it again. Okay. Um, B- Batista, hi, I'm Drew. <laughs> um, I, I was at the Royal Rumble when you when you won, 
and and we we booed you, and I, I want to apologize for booing you. <laughs> you have to understand, <laughs> I wasn't booing you, Dave. I was booing WWE's decision to not have Daniel Bryan in the Royal Rumble match at all or have the opportunity to win it because that was his year and he was inserted into the main event of WrestleMania after the fact. You know the booking was bad. You said so yourself. I booed you and I'm sorry because you are amazing, sir. You are a treasure. Your Drax is a treasure and I can't wait to see more of the movie. Hopefully one day you will be able to get a Drax hug. I, I want a Drax hug. It looks like he gives a very... Warm, good and tender hug. hug. Good, good hug. hug. Good hug. And then, of course, as everyone's hoping for and wanting throughout the trailer, where's Rocket? Where's Groot? Ah, yes. They show up at the end. Rocket blows a hole in the screen, and all of a sudden, up over his chest, little baby Groot little in a baby, space suit. Little baby Groot. Oh, he has a jacket on. He's got a jacket. Ah, uh, are they gonna? Have Vin Diesel come, voice come out of that little baby group? I, the question is, are they going to keep him baby group throughout the whole movie? Because as you and I know, Groot can reconstitute himself fairly quickly. It seems like it's taken a while, though, if it's uh, he's only now in baby state. Cause he yeah. Was, I mean, he's no longer potted, so now he's on, he's on two legs now, but he's still little. So yeah. it looks like it's taking some time. So I don't we'll know. See. Maybe they'll hit him with some miracle grow or something. And- sure. Um Maybe he'll he'll get put into the giant sunglasses case and shot onto the Genesis planet where you know he'll get regenerated. <laughs> sunglasses uh, case. Star Trek hey, freestyle yeah, I know, I know. search for Groot. Uh, <laughs> see now you want that, don't you? Yes. Okay. We'll see. So yeah, um, yeah, that comes out uh, first. We that their May offering, and then what's their next November offering? Is next it November Black uh, Panther? I don't know. I feel I know like I not, should know this. It's not Avengers. Um, it might be Black Panther. Or is it Spider-Man? It might. I, dude, Fear I don't. Black Panther or Spider-Man. I don't so know this. I should know this, but I don't. Couple I, weeks, I could look it up. Sure, go ahead. couple weeks, we get Doctor Strange, which I saw a scene from that last night. Holy crap. As trippy as we thought that was going to be, like, magnify that. Did you hear the final credit uh, music? They released that. The uh, score yes. part? I did not. It is very weird. <laughs> nice. And it's probably the, one of the most memorable Marvel themes that I've heard. Because one it's, of the things... I'm not, not saying sure, a lot. I'm not sure if... No, uh, that's my point. I'm not sure if you've uh, you've seen that video or not. No, I saw it. Um, you sent where they, they discuss Marvel's scores are ultimately very forgettable, but that's almost by design, um, unfortunately. Uh, but this one seems like it might stick. And it's okay, very good. odd and otherworldly. Um, so FYI, your release schedule for Marvel films here. Uh, Doctor Strange this November. Weeks away. Weeks away. Yeah, weeks. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming is actually July 7th. Oh. Next year. Mm. Uh, November 3rd, 2017. Of course, as I thought, and I should have chimed in, uh, Thor Ragnarok. Okay. Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm very excited for, actually. Me too. The more I hear about it, it seems like it's going to be... Going to be doing all the things right. They said it's going to be like an 80s adventure film. Like an nice. 80, an 80s uh, fantasy adventure film. Nice. I, saw the, I saw the logo, and my immediate reaction was, that That's looks very, so 80s. You know what's funny? If you look at the logo for Thor and the logo for Guardians, they're yes. very similar. Okay. They're extremely similar. So, yeah. Guardians, this coming May. We're excited. I'm sure the music's going to be awesome. You have a lot to live up to, James Gunn, so choose wisely. I, I have every faith in him. Okay. Um, all right. That's, all right. That's that. Our final piece of news to go into. Oh, okay. 
So as you, dear listeners, probably do know, since it's been mentioned a couple times on the podcast, my my uh, distinguished co-host here fancies himself. Not sure how distinguished I am, but yes, go on. He he is probably one of the most dedicated. I I don't like the term fanboy. I think it's got a very negative connotation. So I'm not going to call you a Nintendo fanboy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, a d- disciple. Acolyte. <laughs> Acolyte. Uh, I fancy you, myself you, a. You ponder yourself a Nintendite. I I prefer the term Nintendo file. Okay. So you were very happy. Well, I'm not sure if you were very happy, but you were excited this week because Nintendo announced their new system, the long codenamed Nintendo NX. Yes. Was revealed to be the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Now, before we get into our thoughts on this, let's kind of break down what was shown to us. Okay. So, all right. Picture, if you will, listener, if you haven't watched the preview. It's, you probably you can, have. Yeah, it's you probably. Up. It is it's, blowing it's up. It's getting really big. I have some thoughts on all this. Yeah. Um, picture a smaller size tablet and a docking station plugged into your television. Now, if you want to, you can take this tablet out of the dock, plug in a video game controller into its sides, and take it anywhere you want to go. That's essentially it in a nutshell. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's. It's hard to describe. In a it way. really is. It's easy. It's easy, but hard to describe. So. So okay, you you being the passionate Nintendo loyalist. Yes. For lack of much more cruel terms. Um, <laughs> go 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 go. Okay, the NX has been uh, a, a very hotly contested, and maybe contested is the wrong word, but it's been very anticipated. highly anticipated. Yes. Um, I am a proud Wii U owner. Um, I think it was a great console that was unfortunately tagged with uh, poor marketing. Uh, they should never have tagged the Wii branding onto it because the Wii was a very specific thing, and the Wii U was not the Wii in any way, shape, or form. It was very different. So they confused the marketplace, and that, as a result, I think uh, tanked it early, and it never really picked up steam after the fact. But the I think live- it was just too early after the Wii as well. Um, no, no, the Wii had a nice long shelf life, and it was under it was underpowered. And um, I have there's a lot of thoughts I can get into with Nintendo and politics and, and with third parties and all that, which I will, by the way, because we're talking about another <laughs> console. But um, now the Wii U was was about it was timely, but um, uh, it just it never picked up steam, and that's a shame because for my money, the Wii U's library uh, was absolutely stacked strong library great games um i enjoyed the hell out of it and i wish more people did so the nx has kind of been looked at as like this uh savior for nintendo (laughs) now i want to set something i want to make something very clear to everyone right now this i'm gonna i'm gonna spin some truth on you okay truth is this nintendo doesn't need saving by any stretch of the imagination. They've been doomed, uh, and I'm putting my finger quotes up here, they've been doomed since 1996. Naysayers, critics, and analysts have been saying Nintendo is doomed for, like, my entire uh, uh, adult life and even, like, half of my adolescent life. They're not doomed. Um, They own, absolutely own, the portable game space, their consoles, while you might think are not, you know, as good as the PS4 or, or the or the Playstations or Xboxes of the world, um, 
debatable, and they still make money. They make hand over fist money. The Wii printed money. Literally, it printed money. Mm. It, it money went to Nintendo, but it printed money for them, as did the 3DS. They sold more of those than you can possibly imagine. Now, what my point is, uh, unlike Sony and Microsoft, who sell consoles at a loss of money, Nintendo doesn't do that. Nintendo has over ten billion dollars in cold hard cash reserves that they just sit on they're not doomed even if the nx now the switch flops they're still fine and they'll come out with another product and they'll just keep doing it until something clicks so for all the whiners that want to say they should just go the way of sega and make stuff for other consoles i would ask you how's sega doing these days guys pretty sad pretty sad state of affairs nintendo is just fine and they will continue to be just fine. <laughs> now, the Switch. Okay, so the NX was a cool name. Unfortunately, it didn't stick. That's okay, though. Uh, the Switch is a good name. It describes exactly what the system is and what it does. And what Nintendo is doing here is they are kind of bridging the gap between their absolutely dominated space of portable and their console, their traditional home console space. Now, they're both kind of the same thing. The Switch is a portable console with multiple configurations for play, which is actually, we'll, we'll talk about all those, they're really, really cool. But it's also a home console, so I can sit on my couch, play my games, or, kind of like the Wii U, you could pick up the gamepad and play wherever you wanted, with as long as you were within a reasonable proximity to the Wii U console. Well, now you can take it on the friggin' road with you, and go anywhere you want with it. It's a portable console as well, on this, playing the exact same games. That's amazing. That's big. That's beautiful it's exactly what it should be that's what everyone thought it was going to be and that's what it is and that's great um so i think it's cool i have questions many questions okay um i'm not a power guy i don't really care how powerful it is i'm sure it will be powerful enough to be enjoyed video games are so good now they look so good and they have looked so good for a long time can they look better yeah, I guess, but I think that we've reached the point of diminishing returns where my eyes don't really care anymore. If yeah, it looks I good, it looks N- good. Nintendo has always been very much about their particular graphical style, not necessarily keeping up with the graphical Joneses, more or less. They The last time that they really pushed for power was the GameCube. It was more powerful than the uh, the PlayStation 2, and it was almost as powerful as the original Xbox. They really they They wanted power, and it failed. So they have they've basically decided as a company they're not going to chase power because at the end of the day they cannot sell at a loss number 1 and number 2 the last time they went down that road it didn't work. So you cannot say that they're not a company that doesn't learn from mistakes or miscalculations I should say. So I don't care how powerful it is. Breath of the Wild is running on it and that game looks gorgeous. So that's his Zelda game kids by the way. Uh so that it's powerful enough for me. She's fast enough for you, old man. Uh, <laughs> now, questions. It runs on. I don't. People are are, are using this term cartridges uh, as a yeah. sort of a, a, a nostalgia buzzword. They're I guess not really cartridges. Technically, that's true, but that's no, very loose definition. They're SD yeah, cards. They're essentially SD cards, from what yeah. I can tell. So my question would be: How? What is the capacity on them? The well, um, storage is just jump the head light years sure from what it was the last time nintendo used cartridges which oh was yeah nintendo 64. flash memory is is insane yeah. up until 
like when when Nintendo made the choice to stick with cartridges for the N64, it was already established that CDs had more storage. You CDs had more, more storage and they were cheaper. They, yeah. they, they chose poorly. And, you know, that it is what it is. That's that's what they history unfolded yeah, a certain but, way. But now it's just, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that there is a, not like completely surprised, but I'm a little surprised that there is actually a physical media for the games. Uh, I, I'm not, I was kind of thinking this was going to be the first fully digital system. No, I, they'll, they'll, it, no, that's that's not going to happen. Um, unfortunately, American internet speeds are not fast enough to make that a reality yet. Uh, it, it's coming, but I don't know that it. We're, we're just not ready. Asia is probably ready. America's not. Yeah. Um, so capacity on those cards, how big are they going to be? Are they comparable to space on a Blu-ray? But honestly, I think Nintendo is incredibly ahead of the curve here because, um, frankly, disc read speeds from a physical spinning disc drive like a blu-ray disc yeah they're 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 honestly we've reached the point where it's too slow uh for the power and the fidelity that you want out of a console now the disc drives are now a problem they are they're not fast enough anymore and they can't physically be fast enough so nintendo going back to cartridges and uh digital media um is brilliant um it's timely and they're ahead of the curve i think here i think sony and microsoft are probably kicking themselves a little bit and they've actually kind of conceded that they're impressed with what Nintendo has been able to do. So that's a question, though. How big are they going to be? Is it comparable to a Blu-ray with storage space? Like, what can you put on a SD card nowadays? I don't know. Maybe someone out there can, you know, correct me and give me some kind of spec on terabytes or gigabytes on a on a card. Um, other questions. Ah, the old Nintendo chestnut that drives me insane. Uh, third parties. Here's why. Third parties lined up to support the Wii U as well, and then they all abandoned shit within six months because I don't trust any third parties whatsoever. Um, they've all they've all talked the talk with Nintendo, and then they all have fallen by the wayside later on. I don't know what the problem is there, but as a Nintendo fan, it's very frustrating. But ultimately, I don't care that much about that, only because when I buy a Nintendo console... I pretty much accept these days I'm buying it because I want Nintendo's games, period. And I will buy the hardware to play them. I think the Switch will do better with third-party support because game design does not have to revolve around a gimmick. I hope so. And 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 I also hope that, you know, Nintendo never had a problem maintaining third-party relationships in the portable space, mostly because they owned the portable space. Yeah. So maybe it's going to be dependent on them selling a whole ton of switches and third parties will stick around i hope they do i i really do i don't want to see uh big like, gaps on the release schedule again like we've had with previous nintendo consoles they released an image of these are the third parties that have signed up to support right. the switch i saw konami on there and i laughed um konami doesn't make games anymore you silly goose <laughs> they make pachinko. they make pachinko machines um so are you are you still going or? Um, I'm just kind of riffing. Right. Um, I, I'm buying one. I'm, I'm absolutely yeah, I, buying one. Yeah. Um, it showed so much potential. It it shows a lot of potential. The Wii showed a lot of potential. Wii U showed some potential. Um, yeah. I would argue as a little more non-biased perspective. Oh. I would argue that Wii and Wii U 
did not live up to that potential. That's not Nintendo's fault. It kind of is. No, it's not. They lived up to the potential with their titles. Third parties are lazy and didn't want to invest time or energy into actually taking advantage of the hardware as it was No, because even the Nintendo titles that came out later on down the road didn't... It kind of felt like they even knew that, like, the whole motion control thing was kind of came, burned bright for a short time, then faded out. Not quickly, but fairly steadily. Sure. Because, like, it's like we discussed with, with Star Fox. Yeah. All the potential they had to make with Star Fox. With the Wii U, with that screen. Yeah. You, they could have done something like... They could have made something that I never thought they could put on consoles. The old X-Wing and TIE Fighter PC games. Okay. They could have done something like that with Star Fox, which would have been awesome. But they didn't. They just gave an old Star Fox game a fresh coat of paint. Um, like, I would, I would no, argue I that did you, the did only... Did you play the new Star Fox game? You yourself told me that it was an old Star Fox game with a fresh coat of paint. Yeah, but the play style was completely... In, like, the, the gamepad and the TV were independent of each other, and you had to use both to play the game. It was so... I'm, I'm not saying that that's a good thing, by the way, because it was very awkward for to, to, to do, but they did take advantage of the, the technology given. Not as fully as they could have. Okay. So, but, like, we could, we could argue... Like, I like Nintendo, but... I think everyone who's a fan of things typically come across things in their fandom where they have a blind spot. For me, my blind spot is Street Fighter and Capcom. Mm -hmm. Your blind spot is Nintendo. Okay. That aside, let's let's focus on the Switch. I I don't think the trailer was particularly well done. Okay. The system itself, I think, looks promising. So what's the problem it looks with like the trailer? It potential. It showed situations that are never going to happen. That's the like goal the of the trailer, man. The mobility is cool, but the mobility is going to, like, some people who use the mobility, the mobility will be huge in Japan and, like, New York City and Los Angeles, mm-hmm. places like large commuter places. Rest of the world, eh, probably not. Not um, to the way they're showing it in the trailer. Sure. Um, I'm interested. What I like about the system is the diversity of it, of the things that like it, it clearly shows that it has two controllers. It has a. Oh, it's got more than that. It's got a travel controller that can break apart into two separate controllers in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And then it seems to have like a a stay at home controller, which is more traditional uh, video game controller. Oh, that'll be sold separately. Don't worry. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Uh, Yeah. Um, But I, I like the diversity of it and the different things that it can do. My big question on it is battery life. Um, yeah, that will be a concern, but I would consider that the 3DS can get three to five hours of battery life on it. If the, uh, if the Switch can do comparable, that's fine. That's, that's about what I would expect. I, I think you would need, if you're saying that this is a home console that you can take on the go, I think you would probably have to be pushing between six and seven hours battery life. Um, for people not to bitch i disagree uh no one bitches about the 3ds's battery life that's different though because 3ds is a handheld system there's lower expectations so is the switch 
the switch you see, the switch is on. a whole new classification exactly they're changing the game and i think there's there's no reason why 3 to 5 hours of, of life on a portable console is bad it's already on got, the market we've got an 8 hour flight Plug it in and your layover, man. All right, what I'm, you, just, what I'm you, just saying. I'm just saying. I for my point being, it's not a problem. Uh, it's not a problem with the portable console currently. So why is it a problem with the new one? Because the new one's not a traditional handheld portable console. It's something more. It's, so it should offer more as far as battery life goes. I totally disagree, but whatever. So from what I'm understanding, the tablet itself is the system. It the, looks that the way. The dock just looks to be. You plug it in to charge and to hook it up to your TV. Possibly. That's what I took from the trailer. It's hard to say. No one knows, and they haven't said yet. I don't know if it's going to also have have some kind of uh, um, um, resolution boost when you plug it in to up it. Like, is the screen going to be blocked at 720? I hope not. I don't know. Because, like, if there's, if there's a difference in resolution between when it's hooked up to a TV and when it's traveling, that's a big messed up. Uh, like if you're saying if you're saying this is a home and travel console, you have to maintain graphical equality between the two. I would uh, say I don't know about equality, but comparability. Yeah, I'd say I would say equality. If you're... they want this to be what they're intending it to be, it's got there's got to be no difference between home and travel. Um, and the experience has to be the same regardless of where you are. The game experience has to be the same. As long as it's comparable, yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't, but I mean, there's, if there's, if there's going to be trade-offs that I'm not going to notice, I don't care. Well, that's fine. I do care. Yeah, you're, if you're going to um, argue about, never mind. It, I, I think we're nitpicking, and that's what people do with these things. See, I don't think we're nitpicking. I think it's like I said, this is a little bit of that blind spot I was talking about. To you, Nintendo can do no wrong ever. Oh, they can do wrong. I'm a, I'm a Metroid fan, sir. <laughs> Ask me about wrong. <laughs> I'm starving you know, over a here. Between wrong and injustice. My God, I'm dying. I'm parched. Throw some Metroid <laughs> water on me, Nintendo, please. I beg you. Um, no, I think unrealistic expectations are the enemy, and fandom has uh, all too often uh, done this to themselves. And I mean, I'm not sure if you uh, followed the insane rantings of the Nintendo NX subreddit leading up to the reveal. No, I typically don't listen to people on the Internet as general. That's unfortunately gamers, dude. And uh, gaming culture has this really bad habit of hyping themselves up based on nothing and then being disappointed when things didn't go the way they thought they were going to go even though companies never said they would go that way anyway. Yeah, no, I get that. And I'm, despite my cautions on the system, I would say you would call them nitpicks. Um, those are, these, are val- I, these are valid think, points, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm choosing I, to be an optimist here. I think I'm, I'm up opti- I'm overall, I am optimistic towards the system. Um, like you mentioned, you buy the Nintendo system for Nintendo games. Yep. Nintendo games quality are still pound for pound the best on the market. Yep. Let's just hope we get more than. Let's hope Nintendo lets some of the old horses out of the corral this I time agree. around. Like you said, Metroid. Oh God, please, Metroid! I beg um, you, I yeah. beg you. This is something else to consider. Right now, Nintendo is split into two. Uh, well, historically, they're split in two. You have your mo- mobile. That's the wrong word. You have your p- portable development houses. You've got your console development houses. Nintendo is kind Bring of divided against itself. If the if the Switch is now going to be kind of the all-encompassing, end-all, be-all, 
for yeah. the future for the next for the next X years. Well then, dude, awesome. Now you bring all of you, you bring everybody under one roof and you say, We're not gonna we're not gonna have a million divided teams anymore. You guys go make some games, you guys make some games, you guys make some games. You have all the games now. Here's my question for you. Yes. Because the majority of Nintendo's success, financial success, I would say probably in the past decade, has been from the portable. Yeah. The 3DS Game Boy, if you will, what yes. have you. Do you think they continue to produce one of those after the Switch comes out? That's or do very, they say, this is it? That's this a is... great question. I don't know the answer to that. I do really don't. Do you think don't. they should? Depends on the success of the Switch. Um, if the Switch takes off and sells like gangbusters, I don't know that there's a need for a dedicated portable console anymore because their portable console is also their home console. Why sell both? Like I said, bring, yeah, every, bring, I everybody, bring everybody under one roof I would and, agree. And, say, and charge forward. I would say put everything behind the Switch, which is dangerous. It is and it's not. if the Switch fails or underperforms... Yes, I think it's going to deter it, that that determination will likely be made by by them when the switch goes up on market and it turn you know fit the, once they see how it performs in the market if it sells like gangbusters dude they might be less inclined to give the 3DS a successor but if it doesn't then they'll hedge I don't want to say hedge but they'll rethink whatever their portable yeah. strategy is going to be what um and we'll close on this what what do you think for a price point? That's what, a great where, question. Where are you looking at? Because Nintendo, the past couple generations, have, ve- have been very consumer conscious. They are always they have conscious. not. That's in our discussion. Um, uh, in terms of price points, they're always consumer conscious. Price points, yes. Price points are granted. That's, that's what you. That's you what know, you said. I'm agreeing with you. NES, Super NES, they were kind of setting the standard so they could kind of charge whatever they wanted. Sure. Which still back in the day were not outrage. What I liked about like the NES, Super NES, Sega Genesis days were that you had package options. Yeah, that's, like those when NES first came out, there were three different packages you could get. You could get just the system with two controllers, two yeah. controllers. Yeah, you could get the system with two controllers, a light gun, and a game, or you could get the Granddaddy box, which is what my my parents got me. Thanks, He's mom and dad. Kid. I was a spoiled little brat. I make no bones about it. You had a technodrome. Um, I no, did, no, that was a little. That did, was a, did you have the Cobra Terra drone? Yes, and the flag. See, see, you see. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, the NES Deluxe Edition. The, you had Rob Robot. And all I had Rob Robot and and a flag. Used him all My twice. God, sir, you. Well, Rob Robot was terrible. I know this, but still. The point remains. Yeah. The flag, my, the terror My parents and Robbie loved Gyromite. They played that thing together all the time. Uh, Robbie Robot. The only thing Robbie Robot was good for was those spinning discs, drag racing them down the hallway. So your that point was though, it. But yeah, there was diversity offered in the selection. Yeah, you don't and get that nowadays. You don't anybody. get that. Like the most you get is the system packaged with a game. Yeah. Whenever the hot new game comes out, that's what they package with the system. Sure. So... Yeah, Nintendo for I would for uh, Wii. Eh, I have a hard time with the Wii because to me the Wii is a lot of failed potential with a really great tech demo. The Wii U, the Wii, the Wii U, and 
are have both been pound for pound the best priced consoles on the market yeah. for what you're getting for them. I think that I honestly I think they'll continue that trend. So um, we're looking between 250 and 299. Are you thinking? I have a feeling it's going to land around 299, but I wouldn't be shocked or appalled if it was more like 349. Okay. I think you're still in safe territory in that price range. I, I don't think it'll be higher than that. I, I, th- I, yeah, I, I absolutely think, don't think so. I think nowadays you people kind of start to bat an eye at 399 Oh, yeah. Sony uh, scorched the earth with the PS3 in terms of what they can get away with with pricing. Yeah. And even they learned from that mistake. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. All right. There you go, man. I'm, Case I'm, files. A lot I'm of stuff buying happened. one. I'm buying one, and so should you. There you go. I, w- I will probably buy one. I will, I will I will say I will hopefully adapt adopt I'll hopefully be they will hopefully come out with enough information and enough stuff that will make me want to be an early adopter because with the Wii U I was kind of an adopter a little too late in the cycle. I will but say I think this. literally since I got my Wii U last Christmas, maybe three games have come out. Yeah, it's, and it's I haven't, tough. And I haven't bought any of them. That's yeah, it's tough. Um so. what I will say before we close on this though is that uh it's going over really well. So the Wii U was kind of like contentious from its unveiling. It was it was a hard sell even when it was unveiled. The Switch right now, oh my gosh, sir. People are really on board. Honestly, I think people are just happy motion control is going away. I'm sorry. I The I motion think... control wasn't even a factor with the Wii U, but people... I, I yeah, think because I... they learned that... You yeah, know, but your, your point about it, the relief that it's going away is irrelevant because it's been gone. Like it's not even it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> people are people saw the switch and I think they saw like the 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 controller configurations and the docking and all the cool features. And basically what I'm saying is the buzz on it is really, really, really positive. Probably yeah. the most positive yeah. buzz I've seen for Nintendo in a long time. And as a Nintendo fan, that makes me happy. So what I would ask all you people that are impressed with it, don't get all cynical and crappy later on. If something isn't quite exactly what you thought it was going to be, because then again, Nintendo has not released any official specs, so don't get your hopes up for things that might not exist. Just, yeah, you're not just take get, it as it comes. Yeah, you're not going to get you know PS4, Xbox One graphical quality here, and that's okay. Not necessarily, no. That's okay. So there you go. Buy one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Buy two. There are the case files. The uh, debate between Drew and I over Nintendo continues to. Ray John, even though I do like Nintendo, I'm just a little more open about their missteps. That's fine. <laughs> they'll be they'll be fine. I don't really care. They'll be just fine. <laughs> All right. It is time to go back to Harlem, rustle some papers, and get uncaged. Unlock the cage. Episode two. I've noticed I know we're only two episodes in. Are you taking more notes on this show than you did I on Daredevil? I am. It's so weird. am I. Why, why is got, that? Like, I've got four full pages of notes. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm finding myself. Daredevil uh, averaged three. Yeah, well, I use one bigger piece of paper than you do, and I find that usually it's like our episodes. Yeah. Generally speaking, uh, you know, thirty minutes aside of a piece of paper. Yep. And what I'm finding here is like I'm like. 10, 15 minutes in, and I'm already almost done with the front of the paper. Yeah. Oh my God, man. They're, Slow down. They pack a lot. And 
I've noticed into these first two episodes, you notice it more when you're taking notes from it than from what you're just watching. Well, now that I'm later into the episodes, I'm, um, I'm not done yet. I know. You're still not done? No. Dude. Hey, man. I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. Uh, but I am later, later, late in the season now, and I will say that the... Yeah, it, it slows down a bit. It does. And one of the critiques of the show is that it could, a lot of people are saying it could have been like one or two episodes less. Uh, Jessica Jones, especially. Uh, as yeah, well. I think if you're going to do a season, you kind of dedicate yourself to a 13 episode format, but you just got to be a little aware of how much material you're putting where. Yeah. It's yeah like yeah. kind of stretch out a little more. Like, like there's so much stuff in these first two episodes that maybe could have been carried episode, over into episode three and four. Maybe, maybe. That being said, let us start episode two, cold Code open. of the Streets. Yep. Uh, yep. Cold open. Yeah, I've noticed with the uh, the Marvel Netflix shows, it's kind of a 50-50 shot as to yeah. whether you're going to get a cold open or right into the intro sequence. Yeah. Um, same is true with Luke Cage. Not every episode is a cold open. Not every episode is uh, just straight into the intro sequence. Yeah. So. so Cage is, uh, has a gun to his head. Yes. Kids don't know. Kids, kids, uh, this is a this is a flash forward. Yeah, we are we are used to flashbacks, or you could take from the episode, or you could take the perspective that this is the whole episode's a flashback. Yeah, the whole and, ep- and then there's flashbacks within flashbacks. It's crazy. Inception. It's crazy, man. It's it's yeah, it's, it's so deep. It's so <laughs> dense. Uh, now what I find about what we find out about Luke Cage here, it's not a happy man. Well, we'll find out why. But yeah. he also does not like the N-word. No. And I like that about him. Yeah. I think, and again, getting in that area where, you know, we're two white guys from the suburbs, so yeah. our authority to speak on such things is very limited. Uh, I, I don't like the word. I don't like the word being used. I don't like... Like, I get that... See, there's nothing I could say here that doesn't... I know, I know. I feel you. It's, you know, it's, it's put me it's, into a it's an ugly word a weird situation it's an yeah. ugly word me personally prefer not be used i agree with you um i understand that there's a, a cultural connotation of taking it back of making it their own and, and that and it does exist in that context as it gets yeah. tossed around all the time in this show apparently but um at the same time you it's know, good to see that luke doesn't like the word luke and takes a firm stance against the word yes yeah luke has no patience for that yeah he's tired he's tired he's tired he's had a long day he has had a long day and uh then we flash back yes kind of yeah and once again we're at the we're we're at what turns out to be the police department but again we get does misty have powers is is, she just they they keep doing this and they don't ever kind of clear it up like we know misty doesn't have power right but again like we discussed last week for a viewer this can be a little confusing this is annoying actually because especially scarf says you're doing it again yeah if i have any critiques on the show this is one of them yeah um they they just didn't make this very clear but she is basically going through the crime scene of the botched gun money heist yes she's going through it in her head from the photos put together on the evidence wall right um and scarf says she's doing it again comes over starts talking to her and they're trying to figure out what was the motivation yeah and you know saying it's all about the benjamins trying to figure out who was kind of the driving force behind this decision and And who killed the person like, and, they and keep revolving around Shamik and Chico, and they know Shamik's dead, so... 
do they think Chico killed him? Yeah. But Misty remarks like, this babyface kid ain't killed nobody. Yeah, so exactly. He doesn't have the stomach for it. Now we cut back to the barbershop. Pops. And we find out that Luke is very well read. Yes. I this this scene made me feel dumb. A lot of authors getting bandied about there, sir. How'd you feel about that? <laughs> I had heard not heard of many of them. Yeah. Um, read none of them. Sorry. Well, Luke Luke is giving you some homework. Yeah, Luke Luke is giving me some homework. And in hushed tones, Pop remarks to Luke. So uh, word is on the streets that three guys got popped over at... Uh, two guys. Two guys, he says. Correction. Three got roughed up. The, at, the German at, three? Uh, I'm sorry, yes. The German <laughs> three. And uh, they got they got beat up at, at, at uh, Genghis Khani's last night. And Luke kind of slyly remarks, huh, I heard it was four. Pop gives him a smile. <laughs> so Pop knows that it was Luke. Yep. And we see over uh, Bobby Fish is playing chess. Who's he playing chess with, Drew? Um, as I have several times on, on my notes this week uh, with big exclamation points. Turk! Turk! Turk Turk lives. Turk! Oh, Turk. We liked you. But by the end of this episode, that's going to change. At least for me. At I still least like for him. Me. I, I still hold that I think hope. now you're kind of pushing it. But look, we'll look. get there. We'll get there. He, he, nobody's perfect, man. So Turk's playing chess with uh, Bobby Fish. And we, between the conversation between Pop and Luke, and Luke, we learn that the barbershop is Switzerland in that it is a neutral site. Right. No, no gang stuff goes on in the barbershop. And everyone apparently understands that. Yes. People on the streets, people in the shop, they understand that. Yeah. No gangster stuff going on in the shop. Yeah. Uh... We also find out a little bit about Luke's background, that he is from Georgia, Georgia. not Chicago. Not Chicago. Which he initially says. Correct. It pops, pops is onto him. Yeah. And we also find out a little bit about uh, Mariah and Cottonmouth, and that they are the grandchildren of uh, Mama Mabel, who yes. used to run things back in the day. Yes. And she was she bad news. Referred to as the devil's ex-wife. That is correct. <laughs> That's a great nickname. Now, who should come in, though? Well, hold on a second. I just want to make an observation. This is kind of... I felt little frustration in my lack of knowledge of the Luke Cage character from the comics in that when they were talking about his background, I'm like, is this legit his background from the comics or is this like... Are they changing it a little from the show? Something I wish I knew. Yeah. If he's like actually from Georgia. I, I still don't know. I'm going to take just, Marvel... I'm going to trust Marvel on okay, this. Okay, no, I... I I trust Marvel as well. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> kind of wish I had a little more comic background with this character, but that's okay. So as they're speaking in hushed tones about Cottonmouth and the situation. Speak of the devil. Speak of the devil. Unfortunately, he... Daredevil doesn't appear, but. No. Cottonmouth does. Yes, he does. Along with Shades and uh, uh, the gentleman named. Uh, Tone. Uh, Tone. Now, Not Tone Loke. No. There's no funky cold Medina's going on. No. Here. Or Ace Ventura. Or Surf Ninjas. No. Nope. Surf Ninjas. Uh, yeah. Surf Ninjas. Yeah. It's awesome. Okay. Kinda. We'll, we'll put that next to Surf Iron Eagle on your shelf there. Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> Ernie Ray's Jr. And Sr. Oh. Tone Loke. Oh, okay. There was a Game Gear in it. Wow. The Game Gear was a better system than the Game Boy. Uh... 
No, it really wasn't, which is amazing when you really think about it. Technical specs, it was. And how'd that work out for it? I'm not saying it was a success. I'm just saying it was better. If it was just... I had them both. It was better. If it was better, it would have been successful, but it wasn't. Not necessarily. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. (laughs) Surf Ninja. Surf Ninjas. (laughs) So, okay, a Cottonmouth shows up, and he wants a shave. He wants a shave, but he, he's not there for the shave, man. Have, have you ever had a traditional no. uh, barbershop no. shave? That's it's scary. something I've always kind of wanted that to try. That scares me, man. I get that, but it's a time-honored tradition amongst men. Of Are there statistics no. out there how many men are brutally murdered or have their throat slit in barbershops? No, probably because the people who put those statistics together get brutally murdered or slit. All right, I'm just wondering because it scares me. That's all. Yeah. I'm afraid. I'd see, unfortunately, with my, my head hair situation, my, my hairline is in full retreat. So I there's not a lot of opportunity to go to a traditional barbershop. You could barber go shop. just for the shave. I could go just for the shave. I, it's something I do want to experience. Maybe, see, that's, there you go. You want to go together? No. You want to have, no. wanna have a, a little, little guy day? It's not weird at all. I don't think it's weird. Just two guys <laughs> going for a shave. Damn, why I got to make it weird? I I... I I'm good. You made it weird. Uh, maybe. Surf ninjas. Yeah, that's not weird at all. Anyway, <laughs> he's not there for a shave, though, man. He's there looking. Yeah. He's feeling things out. He's looking for Chico. He he's let, he's letting shades and tone do talking. More or less. He's more or less just kind of reminiscing about, you know, the feel of a razor. Pops notices his hands. They're all banged up. Notices he's been doing that work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, Cottonmouth is going. Those hands. He did. And, it, it you know. Uh, Cottonmouth is going on and on about, you know, brothers don't want to put in the work. I work for a living, as his hands clearly show. Yes. Uh, Yeah. uh, Shamik got the business end of those hands. But he doesn't say that. He doesn't. No, that's true. But Pop knows. Yeah. Pop sees. Pop knows. Uh, So Luke is kind of gaming the scene. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like he's there hiding out in plain sight, sweeping up the floor. And you hear him talking about, you know. 20 feet, two guys, yeah. both armed. Now, also, it's weird. He's kind of trying to avoid shades, but not really. Yeah. So uh, I think th- at this, this point... This will come into play later. Yeah, I think at this point he, he kind of gets that shades doesn't recognize him. Yes, and yeah, yeah, which is sort of He's surprising. not rocking the Ricky Williams anymore. No, no. The Kimbo? The Kimbo Slice? Uh, there, there's so many names for it. I know. Um, and then Snap goes the broom. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's that tense. He's And he's aggravated, too. He's aggravated the very presence of Cottonmouth in this place. Yes. And, sh- to him, and, and Shades, obviously. To him, this is hallow ground. Yep. He doesn't know the history that Cottonmouth and Pop share, which he finds out we'll later. We'll find out later. Yeah. yeah. Um, Luke offers to take out the dirty towels. If, if Pops wants. If Pops wants. It's no problem. But Pop yeah. says, no, no, we're good. Yep. Let's keep it neutral. This is Switzerland, after all. Um, now, Cottonmouth decides to leave, but uh, Luke stops him and says, um, Sir. Unless your name's on the list. You, oh, you, I forgot to write down the name. I know. Dang it! Pacino, Pat Riley. Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I think there's more. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, that, that's $25. That's another re- You know what? That's another reason why I haven't gotten that done. That's expensive. For a shave, yeah, but it's not something you're going to do every time. Uh, no. You know what I started doing recently, actually, that I highly recommend? Okay. What do you use as far as, like, shaving cream goes? 
uh, sensitive gel. All right. So you just the old, the old, like, you know, put it in your hands, rub it together, put it on your yes, face. Yes, sir. I got one of those old-fashioned brushes oh, with the apothecary yeah. cup. Uh-huh. It is fantastic. Hmm. Application, clean up, no mess, quick, easy. I love it. I will never go back. Okay. I, I, you know what? I'm going to put that on your Christmas list. Shaving tips with Carl. Now on the devil's do. <laughs> I like where this is going. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Codmouth has, seems a little aggravated, but also understands. Well, he understands, and he also made it. He understands, and now he knows that Pops understands. Yeah. that They're looking for him. Yeah. So, but also, and we see again later in the episode that Codmouth also respects the shop. Yes, he does. He understands what the shop is and he respects that. And pop. Yeah. They have, they have history, which we'll get into. Um, now pop insists, or he wants Luke to go find Chico because he knows Chico is a dead man otherwise. And we find out, um, basically pop, is he Riva's father? It seemed like Luke's Luke's girlfriend. Yeah. Now now that, that Reva is um crap, my notes are out of order. Oh dear. It, it seems I'll get like, you through. Yeah, it's it seems like that Yes, I okay. would say the way he described it, because Pop is calling in some markers. Exactly. So when he remarks to Luke, look, when you showed up with Reva, ex con with an assumed name, asked to get paid in cash, I didn't ask any questions. I let you slide on that. So now I'm calling in I'm calling it in. Yeah. Go find Chico for me. I did you a favor, now you do one for me. Yeah. So now Luke is obliged. Yeah. However, someone else is looking for Chico. Cut to the basketball court. Misty Knight. And we learned something about Misty here. Misty can ball. Misty can ball. Just like Prince, she too can ball in heels. Yes. She's dropping threes and pumps. That's correct. That's impressive. She's dropping threes on Chauncey. She is hitting the streets, looking for answers on Chico. Yep. And she knows where to go for the answers, so she challenges Chauncey to game a horse. And she wins. And she Not only does she win, but like after the first shot, she brings him over and points out that on the ground, they have you know the all-stars, the, the most court. famous players from that court, are given numbers and initials. And she points, MK, who do you think that is? Moon Knight? Oh, one can hope. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's Misty. Can Moon Knight ball? Do you think Moon Knight can ball? One of his personalities can ball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But she's looking for Chico. So now is so is Luke. Yeah. Luke is just, are you walking on the street? Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Have you seen this guy? Now, in New York City, I got to tell you, if, if you walk up to me in New York City, I'm ignoring you. If Luke walked up to you in New York City, Luke, I have, I have, I have, I have to be polite and, you know, listen to what the man has to say. I have really good uh, New York skills, sir. I'm, 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 a, I'm a seasoned uh, New York veteran. I can avoid people really easily. I just, I just ignore, I block it right out. I'm just saying, if Luke sets the sights on you and he's, he doesn't want you to get past him, I don't think you're going to get past him. Depends how forceful he wants to be, but generally speaking... It's Luke Cage! Hey, man. All right, fair enough. (laughs) So, yeah, he's walking around everywhere in Harlem, showing pictures of Chico to people, saying, hey, have you seen this boy? 
T one thousand style. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, he also sees something else while he's hitting the streets. Yeah. He sees shades getting out of and Cottonmouth for that matter, getting yep. out of a van or a truck with bag big big old duffel bags going into the Christmas Attics building where Mariah is holding fort. Yes. That's kind of the the home location of her entire New Harlem Renaissance movement. Yes. As we find out later in the series, Cottonmouth's personal bank. Yep. A lot of money in that building. Oh yes. So it'd be a shame if someone stole it all. It'd be a terrible shame. Terrible even stole some of it. So Cottonmouth drops off money. Mariah comments that it's not enough. She needs that paper. Mariah, they seem to establish in this episode the dynamic between Mariah and Cottonmouth is Mariah being the smarter one. Uh, Whereas Cottonmouth, not not by any means unintelligent, but more street smarts. Yes. She is, uh, yeah. That's correct. She's she's the legal end of she's yeah, the business she, end. If you she will, she seems she seems to be the more dominant personality when she wants to be. Sure, and he respects her because, as they both remark to each other, family first. Yep, family first. So as we find, uh, Luke tracks down Chico, and politely knocks on his door. Uh, yeah, with, with his foot. Uh, yeah, the door acquiesces to his request by flying across the room. Yes. You know, like you do. Yep. Um, and he tells him straight up, Pop wants me to find you. You're coming with me. Yeah. Chico says no. Chico is an annoying character. Yeah. Every time um, he talks, I just kind of want to smack him. Yeah. And Cage tells him, look, dude, I found you in four hours unpaid. Yeah. How fast do you think it's going to tell you? How long do you think it's going to take someone from Cottonmouth that he's paying to find you? Yep. But he doesn't go with him. So Luke leaves sad yeah back to pops back to pops turk Tur- again turk he's not very good at chess by the way i i don't think they really established that i think that he is clearly not up to bobby fish's no skill set but he's not he's not free either okay. to use fighting game parlance all right fair enough so uh, well, okay all right so uh, Luke comes in and uh, they're, si- they're sitting outside. Chico's not coming. And then we get some background into Pops. We get a Pop origin story. We get a Pop origin story. We find out that he is not called Pops because of his age. No. He is called Pops because that is the sound his fists made when he hit you. Yeah. Snap, crackle, and pop. We also find out that Cottonmouth used to run with Pop back in the day. Now, this one I think was interesting because if you look at the two characters, Cottonmouth doesn't look that old. <laughs> No, so I'm assuming that Pop, even in, his, in the origin days, was was had a good ten years on yeah. on Cottonmouth. Just guessing. Uh, yep, and so Pop got Pop is going through a story. He got pinched, did some time, and changed him. Changed him into uh, the character he is now. Yes. And when he came out, he opened up the shop as a way of kind of making reparations yep. for the person he was. He does not want that life anymore. No. He pops has learned his lesson, and now he wants to do good for the community. Um, and and then, so, as as we're going through this, the pop origin story, they go back inside, and who should appear? Chico, you son of a uh, yeah, predator! Anyway, <laughs> uh, he he saw the light. Yeah, he's going. I'm sorry. And as we're having a tearful little <sighs> moment, who should interrupt? Damn it, Turk! Turk, Turk, buddy. Ah. Uh. I'm trying to like you, Turk. 
he he ended my liking of him in this series. All right. Well, um, Turk Turk sees Chico yeah. now in the presence of Pop and Luke Cage in the barbershop. Pop kick Turks. Pop kicks Turk out of the shop. That is correct. I'm sure Pop is aware of wh- who Turk is and what he does. Yep. Um, and on Turk's way out, uh, he runs into Misty Knight. She also knows who Turk is. Yes. And Turk's she says, got a reputation. He does. And she remarks, what are you doing in Harlem anyway? Yeah. And she... He's just, he's just playing some chess with and, his friend. Yeah. And she politely suggests to him he should leave Harlem. Go back downtown, Turk. Yep. Yeah. So now Misty is in Pops. She's trying to find Chico, too. Yeah. And yeah. this is where Luke and Misty formally, formally are introduced. Meet. No coffee here. No, no. Maybe they, some maybe some bitters. Yeah. No coffee. No. Luke not happy. No, they're, they snipe at each other a bit. Yep. Um, Pop hides Chico. He does. Now, he wants to work a deal. Yeah. With Cottonmouth. Pop does. He wants to work a parlay. Sure. Use proper terminology. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Uh, Give the money back. Yep. Nothing happens to Chico. Yeah. We're all good here. And Pop sends Luke to make that arrangement. Now, here's what... Okay, and which Luke does. He goes right through the restaurant uh, and does not uh, listen to his manager who says, I have your money. Yeah. Luke don't care. Uh, And he tells... Cottonmouth as much. Pops wants to make a parlay for Chico. He wants no more, you know, no action taken. He knows you and Pop have history. Gives him the photo. Yeah. He Pops wants Respect to Respect your history. Respect your history. Now, they do something in this part, and I don't know if this is done on other shows. I, I could be wrong. But the texting. They've never done this on another show. This is new to this show. Uh, any other, I mean, in any show on TV, I don't know. But oh, but I know. I'm just referring to the Marvel Netflix Okay. Shows. Um, yeah, they show text bubbles. Yeah, when, when, I thought it was interesting. When characters are, you know, getting timely texts in the sh- in the shadows in the corner, we don't have to. Bless you, sir. Thank you. We don't have to cut away to their phone. Yeah. and have that awkward. I think that was a neat little. Uh, yeah, neat little visual. Yeah. I liked it. And someone texts and says, "I know where Chico is." Yes. So, um, after Luke leaves, Cottonmouth is told by Tone, "I know where Chico is." Yeah. Cottonmouth says, let it go for tonight. Yeah. He's fine. But then he says, go scope him. If you find him on the streets, you bring him. If he's in the shop, he's safe. Yeah, more or less. If he's, Once if again, he's Cottonmouth a, well, showing he respects what the shop is. He basically said, if he's a flight risk, handle it. Otherwise, I'll go to the shop tomorrow yeah. myself. Yeah. Well, Tone doesn't take instruction very well. Damn it, Turk! So... Tone and Shades. Shades, mind you, is trying to talk Tone Shades out of Shades is a, despite being a villain, he seems to be the most even-minded of the villains in this show. Right. Well, to a degree. Um, more so than Tone, uh, yes. as we'll see. <sighs> yeah. Now, tough, tough scene. Hang on, we're not there yet. Because as they're, as Turk rats out where Chico is to, to, to Tone, yeah. and they're, on, they're en route to the shop, we get Mariah talking to Cottonmouth, and she's telling him straight up, get out of this. What are you doing yeah. this for? This is ridiculous. You could be doing so much more with yourself than than, than this. Yeah. But Cottonmouth doesn't see it that way. Yeah, she's like, just just run this club. This club is a huge success. Just, you know, just do this. Just do this. But Concentrate on your music. Oh, 
one of our our listeners uh, responded to us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I apologize, I didn't mention this earlier. That the instrument that uh, Cottonmouth is playing last episode, we were wondering what it was. It's simply called an electric piano. Okay. Yep. So as you keep going on, I'm just going to grab my phone and find who that listener was, so I can give them props. Give them the props. Um, yeah, but Cottonmouth wants more than just money. He wants, well, no, he wants money. He also wants respect. No, no, I'm sorry. I got this all backwards. <laughs> Mariah wants respect. Yeah. Cottonmouth wants money. Because, yes, he says money outlasts respect. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> now we get to the sad scene. And before we get to the sad scene, a thank you to Twitter user Badgerfang. All right. Thanks, Badgerfang. Yep. Uh, Mr. Bubonic. All right. So, yeah. Electric piano a la Ray Charles. Okay. Um, <sighs> See, this is why I don't like Turk anymore. Yeah, okay. Because... Yeah, Turk didn't know that was going to happen, though. Like that? You think he knew? Come on. Dear listeners, for those of you who cannot see, seeing as you're, this is an audio medium, Drew, can you please describe the face I'm giving you right now? You're giving me the son I am disappoint face right now. <laughs> giving you the really? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. Face. He doesn't know. Turk's not the sharpest tool in the drawer, man. Come on. It's like more than Nintendo you got a blind spot about. I'm just saying. <sighs> so Shades and Tone show up. Shades... Cautions says wait tone no not about waiting he goes in pops uh, in the shop double wielding Chico's in the shop double wielding what looks like clobs yeah the messiest of the messy guns he shoots up pops yeah so Chico gets hit Chico gets hit a couple times uh, Luke, Luke is shielding Lonnie 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 yeah Lonnie, Lonnie. that's the name make yeah. sure uh, um, pop catches one right in the neck yeah. And Luke yeah. is telling Lonnie, stay dead. Stay dead. Because Luke's Play playing dead. dead. Yes. Yeah. Because they don't know about Luke. No. Yet. Um, and Tone and Shades come in, take the money, and run. Yep. And we get Pops oh, the, the scene's gut run. Poor Pops, man. Because it's just like his final words. Forward always. Yep. Always forward. Yep. Now, Luke mad. Oh, Luke mad. So, so Misty and Scarf you know show up to investigate. You know who else is mad, though? Because we're not quite... We're, yeah. well, hang on. Are we there? Yeah, okay. Forward always. Misty and Scarf show up. Yeah. Misty notices the bullet holes in Luke's shirt, but remarkably, he's unharmed. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. As he says repeatedly. But Cut back know, to Harlem's Paradise. Luke's on, not the only one mad. Up on the roof. Yes. So they got the money back. Yay! It's never good to be on a roof in the Marvel Universe unless you're wearing a costume. This is correct. Um, or your name's Luke Cage. Or Jessica Jones. They don't wear costumes. Yet. Forget my last statement. Um, Cottonmouth is not happy that they've decided to take no. actions into their own hands. Tone's but, all excited about what oh, he did. He thinks he's, he's bragging. He's, he's a, shot up the shot. Look what shot I did. up the shop. Yes. Cottonmouth's like, all right, what's done is done. I'll give Pop money to rebuild. He won't like it, it, but right. yeah. And then Shades, bear of bad news. Pop. Pop's dead. Pop is dead. Cottonmouth, not happy about this. No. 
at the point, at this point, Dirtbag Turk the, makes another dirt appearance. Dirtbag, really? Yes, really, Dirtbag. Although he does have a very amusing line. Yeah. <laughs> in this scene. What's what's his line, Drew? Uh, He's like, how would you get up here? Ain't, ain't, ain't a Dorbin May that can hold I'm Turk. Turk Barrett. <laughs> ain't Dorbin May that can keep Turk out. <laughs> that is the last time I will laugh at Turk I'll in laugh. a positive way. I'll laugh for you. He's a lovable loser. So Turks is asking for his money. At this point, Codmouth chucks Tone off the building. Yeah. Into the yeah. loving, embracing arms of an SUV yeah. on the street. Says, go settle up with the tone. Downstairs. And Turk mm. remarks, you, I, you, you Harlem people are crazy. I'm going back to Hell's I'm, Kitchen. Where people are normal. Go figure. Yeah. Go figure that. Uh, good night, Tone. And uh, yeah, Cottonmouth is, uh, we see that scene. Uh, he's, he's in tears, actually, in his yeah. office later on. Yeah, both Luke and Cottonmouth and Misty are all mourning Pop. Yeah. Pop was one of those community figures. Known to everyone, loved by everyone. Yep. And it really, and, and really Cottonmouth did not sign off on that. Yeah. Um, now we're back to the start of the episode. Yep. And Luke has the gun to his head, but he ain't having this. No, no, no. So he tells the kid straight up Pull the what, trigger. What are you scared? You yeah. scared to shoot me now? You were acting all tough a second ago. Fine, I'll do it myself. Grabs the gun, lifts up his shirt, points the gun at his stomach, and pulls the trigger. Boink. Yep. And at this, the kid bolts. Yes. The kid didn't even bother to see if the bullet ricocheted. He was just gone at the shot. Yeah. And um, Luke tells him as much, I'm not sitting on the sidelines anymore. No. I sat on the sidelines and Pop got killed. Yep. Now I'm... Luke, this is Luke's call to action. Luke Luke about to do that work. Yes. Luke is now no longer going to be a passive observer. Luke yeah. is now going to work. Which brings us to the end of the episode... This is a good episode. This is a good episode. Um, I really but, but didn't very dense though. A lot, yes. lot of stuff going on again. And, and with the first episode, also with this episode, um, d- didn't really want to see Pop go. Um, unfortunate, but that just shows you how well they did the character. Yeah, because you care about this character after one episode. Yeah, you don't want to see him go like that. But like it's in the classic hero's journey structure. So yeah. the mentor has to die. You, well, hero doesn't need, have to, but yeah. hero needs that motiv- motivation. Um, so yeah, another good episode, and another episode of our show comes to a close. Oh, yeah, a little low energy this episode. I think we picked. Oh, it we up. picked it up a little. Picked bit. up a little bit. Nothing gets Drew going like like poo pooing Nintendo. I mean, you know, <laughs> you want to poke the bear. <laughs> bear's gonna the bear's gonna attack. So, so dear listener. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you again for supporting the show. We very much appreciate it. Uh, please do continue to support support the show in sharing our new episode postings, telling your friends about the show. If you want to direct your friends to where they can find us online, they can find us at Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. They can find us on Facebook at The Devil's Due or Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdopod at gmail.com or find all this great material on our website, thedevilsdopodcast.com. Drew, any parting thoughts? Buy a switch. I probably will. Yep, yeah, do that. <laughs> all right. Court is adjourned. <laughs>